0: Tunnel of Love album, in which he symbolically sings of sin, death, despair, and redemption, is more important for Catholics than the Pope's last visit when he spoke of morality only in doctrinal propositions. Troubadours have always been more important and influential than theologians and bishops. So it made sense to me that in addition to telling his own story, Brennan would want to turn to fiction to help people see his life's teachings come to life. As I knew from seeing the video trailer for his memoir, All is Grace, which came out in 2011, Brennan was in declining health, mentally alert, but in a rapidly failing body. Co-author John Blaze had helped Brennan complete all his grace, and he would need at least as much help this time, maybe more, since although Brennan had told stories about his life for decades, he had never written a novel. I was honored to be chosen to write alongside Brennan. In my three previous novels, grace, love, and forgiveness are major themes. My main characters are often deeply flawed, but thanks to the power of miraculous love, they find their way back to where they ought to be. I was always excited about the idea of dramatizing the work of a great Christian teacher because I have some experience wrestling with the artistic challenge of how to strike the balance between being a writer of fiction and a person of deep faith. It's one thing to say you want to write a novel about grace or forgiveness or faith, which is what Brennan wanted to do. It's another thing to tell a powerful story in which those concepts are allowed to get up and walk around in the form of characters' lives. Stories are about people, not about ideas. If you start with themes or ideas, the book can become nothing more than slogans. The character's just protesters carrying picket signs. To create a successful novel incorporating Brennan's teachings on grace, compassion, and forgiveness, we had to populate a story with real people facing real problems, with the real possibility of their failure, with real desires and fears. Brennan wanted his last book to be a powerful story that people could read, enjoy, and learn from. We wanted it to be a worthy bookend to Brennan's faithful life and engaging words, and we quickly found the dramatic framework that would be true to all those objectives. A few weeks after I had been asked to work with Brennan on the project, we had agreed on a retelling of the parable of the prodigal son. It was Brennan's favorite story. As a recovering alcoholic, failed husband, a priest who left the church, it was a story that resonated with him. He had plenty of wandering on his ledger. Like many of us, Brennan knew what it felt like to stray, to slip into mire of our own making, to wish we could go home. Like many of us, he knew what it felt like to think you are unworthy, that you have worn out your welcome, that there is no home left at home, But Jesus' story of the son who insulted his father by demanding his inheritance while his father was still living, who shamed his father by blowing through that inheritance with wine and women until nothing was left, is a story of the purest grace and of a love that will never write us off. For Brennan, the story of the prodigal was the story, explaining Christian faith. And it was certainly the most meaningful in regard to his own life. The idea of a loving and forgiving father was essential to his personal faith and to his teaching. He talked often about God as Abba, using that loving name for father, that Jesus uses when he talks to God. The prodigal story acknowledges that we have all wasted our substance on riotous living, as the King James Version has it in Luke 15 13. We have all wandered away from God at some point, some of us farther than others. We've all thought we could never return. But one of Brennan's favorite Bible verses describes the reunion of the prodigal son with his father. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him, and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. Luke fifteen twenty 20, NIV.